I've been procrastinating a bunch today. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the X Button Podcast. Today is a very special day, and it is the 22nd of September. And I know you're like, what makes today so special? Well, uh, nothing in particular, but uh, oh, I guess I guess there are some things coming out. Uh, it's a special day because Star Wars Visions drops, you know, something to watch. Uh, you got a new episode of What If that drops. You know, you're getting some midweek love from Disney. Well, whether no matter what you think about Disney, they're fucking killing it, right? They're just like their body in the the bag, the body in the good bag, good bag. <clears throat> How's everybody doing? That's when everybody goes, "I'm doing great." At the same time, all right. So, how's everybody doing? And you yell it at the top of your lungs, no matter where you are. And uh, write in to, I don't even know the podcast email anymore. I, I haven't shouted it out in a while because there's not, you know, you got to have a uh, wide listenership to kind of like be like, yo, hit me up. So, and not to mention that my podcast email is like convoluted. Uh, it's like the slash X button slash dot slash at gmail dot. I'm like, all right. Uh, it's not that bad, but it's a lot of characters to type in, especially on a Wednesday and uh rung. so how's everybody doing man i'm fucking how how am i doing let me let me let me start with that you know last episode i gave you some love did some cherish uh cherish the ones you love cherish the moment uh i really enjoyed that episode i'm glad it kind of popped off and i'm glad that uh you guys seem to like it so oh we'll probably do another one eventually uh not anytime soon simply because i'm you know it's a gaming podcast we got to keep the games going uh, and there's nothing wrong with that. So I hope everybody's doing well. And uh, let's get right into it. What have I been playing? Well, let me tell you something. I've been playing Kena or Kena, Kena Kena, Bridge of Spirits for the PlayStation for the PlayStation 5. Um, yeah, I, I'm probably going to talk about that most of this episode and give you guys my impressions. And uh, that'll be the base of the episode. So we'll get to that in a minute. What else, what else have I been playing? Uh, well, you know. what i did there because we've been playing uno and uh we have it on playstation 4 and it's not like anything new it's literally just fucking uno and while i think some of the rules are skewed from how my childhood was it is a blast it is a blast to play with the boys you know you got you got stevie love on there you got you got groovy love you got Jaden love and uh you know we're just on there kicking it fucking each other up and you know, I won all the matches, and since they can't defend themselves, I just know that I won all the matches. Uh, I think that's fair to say. I think they would agree, too. Even if they won one, if they think they won one, I think they'd be like, you know what? Joe really won all those matches. And it's true. I mean, I, I give them all the draw fours, all the draw twos, all the skips. Me and me and Steve run a skip play where we just zigzag back and forth on the skips. Um, happens like once every game. So, you know, it's... Uh, it is a skill. It's also a little random, but it's a skill to be good at Uno. You got to know what cards to drop. You know what I'm saying? You got to know. You got to know when to use certain things. You got to know when to pass. Sometimes you might have a fire card to use, and you got to draw one. You know what I'm saying? Just to save it for this sorry sap who's sitting next to you on the right. Speaking of wrestling, all right, I, this isn't a wrestling podcast, and the whole you know Dex Button wrestling stuff is a joke. But 
I watched that uh I watched that Dark Side of the Ring on YouTube and I watched that uh that Plane Ride from Hell, I think is what it's called. And it is a travesty. I kinda wanted to talk about it a little bit. Um it's basically about a airplane ride that a bunch of wrestlers took after a long tour and they're all going back home to America. So it was a long flight and that shit uh there was sexual harassment. Um, there was, um, fighting, uh, they almost busted the emergency door open, uh, Ric Flair exposed himself butt naked in front of, a a, a flight steward. There's like all kinds of shit. So go check that out if you need something to watch, but damn, man, even if you're not into wrestling, you're like, holy shit, what's wrong with these people? Um, there was some drugging. There was a lot of drinking. The flight got delayed, so everybody was drinking and it was, it just seemed like a clusterfuck and. Uh, I think now, let's just say now that the whole thing is out and it's like, you know, put in video form with testimonies and shit. Um, I think the internet is trying to cancel Brock Lesnar and, uh, mainly Ric Flair and Tommy Dreamer now for defending Ric Flair. And, uh, I, I don't know. Part of me is like, it's kind of, while it is important to shed light on it, but I feel like part of it's like, we don't know what Ric Flair did afterwards like if he apologized or if he did anything to make amends and if he did it's kind of fucked up that they're just like bringing it to light years later it's just like all right come on now but if he didn't then I guess it's whatever I mean fuck him but uh I hate not knowing like all the facts to the situation you know what I'm saying because I don't want to just write off Ric Flair but he he did do some fucked up shit in that in that uh in that in that video show whatever you want to call it um, and some would argue it's irredeemable and, uh, it sucks. You get to see, um, you get to see like a lot of your heroes kind of like fuck up nowadays because it's just modern day. Everybody has receipts for everything and you get to see them fall. And sometimes deservingly, like I guess Ric Flair, like if he did it and that's, that was that and he just didn't say anything else about it. And I mean, he didn't get in trouble. I know that much spoiler, but, uh. So yeah, I guess fuck him. You know what I'm saying? Ric Flair, come on, dude. Even even at the peak of your shit, like you're probably not in need of women or money or anything and to just kind of like go out of on a whim and do shit like that, uh, regardless if you're drunk, is just like you're not the one to be doing that kind of shit. He should have been up with Vince playing it cool, staying out of trouble. Especially, I'm surprised also that Vince was on that flight and he didn't really step in or... um pulling pull the reins on any of those wrestlers because a lot of shit was going on it sounds like it would have been loud it would have been dangerous it would have been like uh it would have been obscene and i feel like all it would have possibly taken is for vince to go back and be like y'all shut the fuck up but instead he sent jim ross back there and or uh yeah jim ross and he's just like you handle it all and i'm just like why what i don't know uh, what i don't know why i said it like that um but yeah, man, that's crazy. Uh, that, that was one thing I watched recently. Uh, trying to think of what else I've watched. Uh, that's really about it. I haven't read anything today. Uh, cutting through the OT fat, as I said. And a uh, um, couple good things. A couple good things that you get to hear from the podcast now that I, I have this outlet. So last Halo Tech Preview, they had a moment where... You had to be signed up, and then everybody signed up would get invited to the tech preview. 
I think a lot of people learned their lesson. And now this tech preview, a lot of people had signed up, including your boy. So that means that email I got earlier, verified, that I'm going to be in the tech preview for the next uh, the the next run. I think it starts on the 23rd, so Friday or Thursday. Um, yeah, Thursday apparently. I, I don't know if it's going to start dead on that date, but uh, yeah, I'm going to be in the the Halo Halo Infinite tech preview, so I get to play some. I think it might be too late to sign up, so I'm not going to really advertise it. But uh, I mean, look it up if you if you think it is still possible. I don't think it is. Because typically, once they choose people, it's like it's it's already too late. Uh, but there might be a third one. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, it might still be worth doing. Because I think the game comes out in like December or some shit. Um, so that's happening soon. That's exciting. Because uh, I'm really interested to check out Halo Infinite and see what it feels like, what it plays like. I also have a Series X, so I get to like kind of see it at its peak performance and uh, get my own take on it. You know, it's going to be multiplayer. Apparently, the first one was like mostly bots. Or I guess all bots. So like players versus bots. This one is going to be player v player. And it's going to be like uh, basically closer to what the real multiplayer is going to be like when it launches. You know, it's going to have a... Uh, I think it has some like customization stuff in there too. It's going to have big team battle apparently. Uh, it's going to be a lot of exciting shit. So I cannot wait for that. Uh, Halo Infinite is on my radar as being one of the most anticipated games this year albeit not many there's not many games out or coming out that are going to be that in, uh, like exciting outside of yesterday when a little game called Kena dropped uh you know I can't wait to get to that we'll, we'll get to that right right now uh first I also want to say that I've also been invited to the Battlefield 2042 beta uh so whenever that drops I'll come in with the early beta impressions um it's going to be open to everybody eventually so think i only have like two or three day early access or something like that i'm excited for that especially now that i'm like not really on board with vanguard i think i think battlefield 2042 should come through and serve as that combat shooter that i want you know uh which is good because i was like already anticipating battlefield i I thought all the previews before looked great i think the potential they have to kind of like pull back that battlefield nostalgia is is immense like they have they have they have it tenfold and uh especially in a year where vanguard seems like in my head and i read a couple comments agreeing with like everything i was saying um or having the same thoughts on the vanguard beta i think battlefield 2042 will be the big the big shooter seller this year and i think vanguard unless they come out with like i mean the you know the the campaign looked amazing like the little teaser thing they did so call of duty's campaign might add some value to it but i think from that beta i played i honestly feel like the the multiplayer is irredeemable it just feels like it's clunky it feels like it's missing a lot of shit and just basic necessities that has kind of been a further upward progression since like modern warfare but you know vanguard just dropped the ball so far in my book so I, I don't know. I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna fail in terms of. Obviously, it's gonna sell well because it's Activision, it's Call of Duty. But I think overall, it's gonna be a failure compared to Modern Warfare, Cold War. Uh, I could be way wrong. It might be one of the best selling games this year. Who knows? It it always is. So I don't know why I'm bullshitting. But uh, I think the beta really opened a lot of people's eyes, at least to a lot of the flaws that Vanguard has and how it's not very progressive. Battlefield 2042, on the other hand, is doing a lot more with the portal system. 
It's doing a lot more with the being modern, so you're getting kind of new tech, uh, new futuristic floating tanks and shit. Like, it's all shit we've never seen in a realistic setting, so can't wait for that, man. I think, and it, as long as they get, like, the guns right and stuff, and that portal mode is fun enough to where people can just recreate Battlefield, Bad Company 2 map modes and shit like that, like, theoretically, you could just play a 4K 60 to 120 frame version of Battlefield Bad Company 2 or Battlefield 3 or whatever because in the portal mode you can literally use those assets and those maps from those games so theoretically you could have a playlist of just Battlefield 3 maps and modes and call it the Battlefield 3 playlist or whatever and boom Battlefield 3 is in the fucking whole game at that point uh same for Bad Company 2 in 1942 so it, it's it's exciting you know it's, it's it's exciting to say the least I uh, can't wait to see more on that. So yesterday, a little game, and I say little because it's uh, you know it's cheaper priced. It's by an indie developer. Uh, came out called Kina Kina. I still don't know how to pronounce it. Kina. I'm gonna say Kina, just so I don't lose my mind. Kina. I think it's pronounced Kina. Kina Bridge of Spirits um, came out, and it is so far my impressions on the game are overwhelmingly positive. I'm loving the art style. Man, the art style is beautiful. Uh, the cutscenes are gorgeous. Like every single thing it does is like, it, it looks like a Pixar movie or a Studio Ghibli movie. Uh, I think that's the like unanimous impression of it pretty much. Uh, it's basically playing like a Disney movie. Uh, it feels a lot like, it, it feels closer to Ratchet and Clank in my head than it does to like a Souls-like, which, I mean, I didn't really expect it to be a Souls-like when it came out or when it was announced. It just kind of looked like a hack-and-slash action-adventure, but it looked like it shared some traits from Souls. And the controls, honestly, are kind of Souls-y. You have R1 as a light attack, R2 as a heavy attack. You have Circle as your roll, which is a thing. Um, running is separate, obviously. And uh, you can also time your L1 to do a parry, which is very Souls-like. So it, it has some traits from Souls in a way. Uh, obviously, that's more of a modern control scheme in terms of action-adventure games, I believe. Um, Assassin's Creed, Origins, Odyssey, and Valhalla all kind of share that that gameplay style. <clears throat> and, uh, yeah, man, Kina is, is a beautiful game. So far, the controls, I'm digging the controls. It feels very at home for me because it's, like I said, I'm, I'm into all the Souls-like, so uh, the controls are very familiar. And they're not that hard to pick up either if you're like new to it. The The story is very interesting. I didn't realize it was that like spiritual and uh, I didn't know it was really about like ghosts and stuff. Like it's, it's basically about a, a spirit guide is what they're called. And uh, you're kind of getting these like corrupted spirits out there in this forest. And there's this cor- uh, corrupted uh, like vines everywhere that you have to you have to kind of get rid of. And then you have the rot, which are the little fuzzy Studio Ghibli-looking creatures, and they are adorable. There's even moments where you can like kind of sit down and pet them and kiss them and uh, hug them, uh, burp and stuff. It's real weird, <clears throat> but it's awesome. I, like I, I love that. It, it feels like it doesn't feel so much like a kitty game. It feels more like a a game that anyone can play and anyone can feel, but it's also it's also got some more a like more serious slash 
adult style challenge to it where you're not really just like cheese and buy like it's like a Lego game, which you know, I, I would assume those are all pretty simple. I could be way wrong. I know some people are probably like, I fucking got the platinum and it took me 50 hours to get all the characters, uh, you know, whatever. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm actually, I'm welcome to the idea that it is, um, more of a regular normal challenge. I like that the art style is great. I think the story is fantastic. The voice acting is actually surprisingly well too. And one thing I really love, let me tell you, it's the music. Like I, that when you're walking around, it's got this like little tune to it. That I'm just like, damn, this shit's kind of bumming. Yeah, kind of. It's just kind of dope. Uh, it it just it sounds like you know there's like some drums. It sounds a little bit like. Uh, I mean, I think that's probably where a lot of people get the drawback of it being like Disney and Studio Ghibli. It sounds like shit that would be in that kind of stuff. And uh, another thing, the music also kind of sounds like. Legend of Zelda, like it feels and plays a little bit like a uh, like Legend of Zelda type setup. the The music is kind of like uh, flutes and shit like that, and it reminds me a lot of like the Legend of Zelda, Ocarina of Time, and uh, Majora's Mask a little bit. And they literally have a mask mechanic in it. And these are the people who did that Zelda fan made you know cinematic movie thing or whatever. So it makes sense why it plays so much like it. And honestly, this I'm pretty sure this was probably the end result of them deviating from that and making it a full game. So uh, it is very close. And um, you can definitely tell it has DNA from those old Zelda games, uh, simply from the creators being like uh, influenced by that kind of stuff. So you can see it and you can feel it in the game. It's awesome. I think it's kind of jarring to feel that on a PlayStation. It feels like a, it's not close enough to be a copy, but it's close enough to where you're like, this should be on a Nintendo system in a way. It's weird. As I'm playing, I'm like, there's no, this, this is good. There's like a good all ages, uh, cute, funny, you know, uh, mature, but also for everyone, like it's, it's fun. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's got all the DNA of like a Nintendo game. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it, Nintendo games kind of have that fun to it no matter what. And then they add their own character and style with it and their own flavor with like Mario Odyssey providing that charm, that nostalgia for the older folks and kind of like the silliness of you using your hat. They literally call it Cappy, which I would assume is like a maybe a younger way to kind of call a hat because <laughs> it's just like a cute little thing. Um, so, I, you know, they, they kind of share both of those elements. They combine it to make it all ages and appropriately all ages and not just like a, you look at Mario and you don't go, oh, that's only a kid's game. There's like people in their 40s, 50s, 60s, 100s playing Mario and not being a kid, whereas some other games might feel more like, okay, this is strictly directed towards kids and it's not, it doesn't have that balance for all ages, even though it's for all ages. Uh, you can definitely tell when it's directed towards a younger crowd. This one shares closer to Disney and all that stuff and Nintendo because it, it achieves that so far. It achieves that cross between the older crowd and the younger crowd by making it a cute little thing. It makes the combat fun and simple. And also it goes into challenging and it also serves a 
uh, entertaining story while also making it emotional and serious. And you kind of feel for uh, Kana. And you're also like, you're also trying to like figure out who she is as a person and what she what she has to do with this story. Uh, I am pretty early in the game, so you're kind of like, you're kind of getting the groundwork and all this, and you're kind of interacting with characters. Some of the earlier earlier characters are very interesting, and uh, that you know they kind of like. There's not really like a waypoint system or anything like that. It's kind of just like a straightforward, hey, go from point A to point B, but it's kind of open to where you can kind of look around wherever you want. Uh, you eventually hit a town really early in the game where you can kind of find a bunch of chests, which is nice. And once you open those, it's pretty cool. And then you can also get more rot, which they kind of follow you around and it becomes like a weapon to where you can use them to like attack an enemy and it'll slow them down, kind of stun them. You can just wail on them. Uh, they are used for like puzzle solving as well. And it provides a really unique way to kind of like tackle certain things without it being like a gimmick. It feels more like it's, it works very well in this scenario. Um, but yeah, so far, I mean, that's my impression so far after a couple hours, I am digging it a lot, man. Kina, I don't know why there wasn't a physical release. I really, I think there might be in like Hong Kong or some shit, but it's, I don't think there's a, a physical release. And there's also a, a, uh, what do you call it? Let's look at the reviews. Let's look at the Metacritic. Metacritic. You know, I gotta check the Metacritic. Yeah, fucking Metacritic. A lot of people were talking about the reviews and stuff, and it's got a currently, uh, it's currently got an 84 on Metacritic, which, again, I don't remember what I had for my, my, uh, you know, my, end of the month thing that I'm going to go over in like a week or two about my predictions for Metacritic scores. Uh, but in relation, let's see what is close to it. So it's an 84 Kena Bridge of Spirits. You also have Resident Evil Village at an 84 Ghost of Tsushima Iki Island at an 84 and the Forgotten City at an 84, which I've never even heard of that game to be honest. It's kind of crazy. Um, and that's kind of beating out Metro Exodus complete edition, uh, so it looks like it's staying below things like Ratchet and Clank, It Takes Two, Ghost of Tsushima, Final Fantasy VII, Manifold Garden, Disco Elysium, Deathloop, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, and Hades. And I'll, I'll put it this way. The gameplay can be a little stiff. It does feel like some of the hits don't really hit hard, and it feels like rolling and dodging. And I've even tried to parry some things, which I'm actually pretty good at the parrying. The parrying is not a problem, but I feel like the combat, at least in the, the very few, like, semi-main or non-main bosses I've played so far, they've all felt like I kind of have to hit them and then just, like, dip out really fast or hit them and try to time my parry. Uh, I'm still trying to figure that out a little bit. Um, but it does feel, like, a little clunky, a little stiff. Uh, but to be honest, for an indie developer, Ember Lab, and for it to be a... For it to be the first game, and you can kind of see where they draw these all these inspirations. So far, it's like mind blowing how they did this. So, like, kudos to them tenfold. I think they did a great job so far. Um, I'll definitely give a review once I get closer to getting like to the end and stuff, because I know it's more of a, you know, that that's one game I'm definitely gonna beat. Uh, on the other hand, switching over from Kena, uh, I have officially put Death Loop on wait for it 
eBay. I put it on eBay. It's over. I'm like, I haven't even beaten it, but I'm just like, I don't think I will. You know what I'm saying? I don't think I'm going to put in the time. I don't think I want to be invested in it. I think it's good, but I don't think it's worth the full price. And I hate saying that because like, obviously these devs put a lot of time and love into this and like, uh, so did the Kena devs, but you know, their game's 40 bucks. So I, you know, it's hard to judge, but, uh, and De Deathloop got a lot of praise, so I don't think it's hurting them much in, in saying this, but I will say that I think it's not for me. I, I liked Dishonored 1. I liked it fine. I beat it, whatever. Dishonored 2, I fell off very fast because it was just more Dishonored 1. And then this game seems like an evolution of Dishonored 1, and while it is welcome, I don't think the amount I paid for it really warrants the difference in those games or like the entertainment. As I'm playing through it, I'm like, this game is really easy. And I'm like, fucking these, fucking all the people up really, really fast. I can, I can just, there's like no worry or scare or anything. I can just run through an area and like melee everybody. And as you're doing like melee assassinations and shit, they don't really shoot you. So, um, there's no consequence. You can literally just keep, keep meleeing. Um, so as of now, I'm done with it. I think I might pick it back up whenever it goes down on in price, maybe 20, 30 bucks, but um, as of right now, I don't think it's worth keeping, especially with a lot of new games coming out and like different games. Uh, kind of like Kena. Kena was a big deal, and I'm like, man, that's that's the kind of shit I wanted. You know what I'm saying? That's the kind of game I've been wanting to play. It's been such a joy being in a, in a back in a game like this where I can actually come home and want to play it. Like, I have to do overtime tomorrow, and I'm just like, I... I know I'm going to dread those three hours because I'm just like, fuck, I just want to go home and play this. And I can't wait to make progress in it. I'm invested. I don't want to drop off of it. And uh, that's not the same thing I can say about Deathloop, to be honest. Uh, similar to Returnal, like, the difference between Returnal and Deathloop is I enjoyed Returnal. But at the beginning, I was like, fuck this game. And as I got further, I was like, I see the charm. And I like it. As I'm getting further in Deathloop, I'm still just like, it's not getting that much better to me. And uh, if I'm going to judge the first couple hours of that game to the first couple hours of Kena, and I know pacing, and obviously how they set up the game is a little different, I'm liking Kena more. I mean, it's you know, it's hard to say, but I'd, I I find it kind of crazy that it's... Um, it's like lower pay, lower lower reviewed than, than Deathloop. Not by much, but it's still like I kind of expected reviews to be a little bit more positive about Kena, and uh, I hope it's not just because like they're an indie studio and like yes, it's amazing what they did. I hope they're not just getting like sympathy reviews. I'm hoping people are actually enjoying it because I think uh, I listened to a couple of reviews earlier earlier yesterday, and I was like, I was like, okay, it sounds like they like it, but they're not that hot on it, um, or it sounds like they like it, but there's a little a couple caveats. So far, I'm like, yeah, outside of the gameplay being a little stiff, it's like, it's such an adorable, uh, interesting, unique piece. And it's not like anything on the PlayStation that is like of this genre. I would say it's close to maybe uh, Ratchet and Clank, obviously, but like I said, but it's, you know, it's not, it, I mean, you're not really dealing with guns. It's, it's like melee based. You're doing like Dark Souls type shit, but it's. It is. Uh, it feels like Zelda for for PlayStation. I mean, what more do you want from that? That's what it. it that's what it feels like. If you like Zelda and you like all those kind of games, I think you would enjoy the shit out of this. Like, 
you're collecting stuff, you're opening chests everywhere, you're doing that combat, uh, you're mixing it in with bow play, with um, a gimmick or a unique uh, way to play it with the rot. So, uh, and the story's banging. So, I, you know, I, I so far, I don't think you would be upset getting this. Not to mention, this is an easier investment than Deathloop because it is only 40 bucks and Deathloop is 60, I believe. Uh, possibly even 70. I think it's, I think it's 60 though. Uh, but yeah, all in all, man, loving Kena so far. Can't wait to play more. And on that note, I think I'm going to end it here. I hope everybody has a great Wednesday. Go try out Kena. Uh, go screen share with a friend who has it or something. Or just watch a couple videos. Uh, try not to watch too much and get spoiled, but it is definitely something to look out for. Also, don't forget, today uh, Star Wars Visions comes out. I'll definitely have a review on that tomorrow, at least the first episode. I'm going to go episode by episode because... It is said to be more enjoyable or more consumable episode by episode versus binging it all in one night. So, And I don't want to run through that show. It looks very interesting. I'm really, really uh, invested in checking that out. So I don't want to just like run through it like my typical shit. I'll probably do one per night or something. Uh, also, What If, new episode. I think it involves Thor and some scrolls or something like that. So I'll have more impressions on that as well. I'll definitely have possibly an update on Kena tomorrow again. Just a little bit of like what, what's been going on with it, how I've been enjoying it, and you know stuff like that. Uh, and other than that, I uh, can't say much else. Uh, hello to all new countries and hello to all new listeners. Welcome to the X Button Podcast, baby. Shit. Uh, I will see you guys tomorrow. Hope everybody has a great day. And I'll see you tomorrow. Hope everybody has a great day. I'll see you tomorrow. Have a great day.